which reminds me it's time for Paul Boacci. Paul is a playwright and the editor of Drum Magazine and is apparently a seriously natty dresser. Alas, Paul's mother died last year, and last year he also got to visit his father's grave in Jamaica for the first time. These things left him feeling, understandably, alone. Interestingly, as you'll hear, Paul speaks of himself in the third person, a characteristic he shares with Dick Dale, the guitarist behind our oft-discussed signature tune. How you doing, Dick? I'll ask. Dick Dale's fine, he'll reply. Don't I remember you from the old grave whistle test? Let's join Paul. He was never one to think of his childhood. He wanted to free himself from the past. He wanted to get rid of the hurt, to be born again. Now as he prepared to bury his mother, and to start a new career of which he would have been proud, floods of emotions from a childhood past came rushing back at him. Mum, why is he crying? I don't know, sweetheart. Maybe he just don't like airports. Why don't you ask him? He's your brother. Do you think he'd like a donut, Mum? Well, he don't know donuts like we know donuts, Jack. Ask him. Why is he so small and dark? Don't be mean. You see, his dad had run off with their housekeeper in 1966 and took the boy with them to Jamaica when he was only three years old. Mum was left to fend for herself and his baby sister here in England. Living the life of Riley on the island, the boy is chauffeur-driven to and from school. He spends weekends idling on Daddy's new farm, presided over by an evil stepmother, that is, until his father is arrested for possession of marijuana, and the boy is shipped off back to England, to a mother of whom he has no memory. So, in the nine-hour flight from Kingston's Michael Manley Airport to London's Heathrow, his social status had dropped from privileged middle class to stigmatised underclass, neither English nor Jamaican. He was simply black, wog, coon, nigger, or any one of the other insults children and adults spat out in the 1970s. Like, or oh, you, Jungle Bunny, why don't you go back home to the treetop where you come from? But how does a ten-year-old boy tell ignorant parents and their children that just for fun he rode his cousin's helicopters to water the cash-rich crops on their banana breeding station? Should he have to reveal that his family bred racehorses? Nah, they couldn't conceive of it, and so he kept silent. Then to make matters worse, his beloved father died within months of his arrival at a new school in Peckham. He couldn't even cry. He had cried throughout the entire plane journey, from Kingston to London, and almost non-stop for two weeks. There were no more tears left to cry. And as the young boy sought a way to release his pent-up grief and anger, teachers were pulled off chairs, books flung across classrooms, and no one dared laugh at him anymore, after he beat the school bully Red Raw with a bicycle pump. The man today has a melancholy weakness for the comforting whisper of crickets and frogs, tropical rain against sink roofs, and nights turn into rivers. He has finally had a chance to examine his father's grave, deep down among the wild banana trees, on the family plot in the parish of St Mary, with the desire not for a sign, but a familiar sensation. But nothing except for an overwhelming sense of his mother's continued love and her everlasting presence. As he thought about it all now, entering through London's Heathrow, immigration laid eyes on him. Where are you travelling from today, sir? 
Kingston, Jamaica. Why have you landed at Heathrow? What do you mean? What is the purpose of your visit today? Excuse me? I, I am carrying a British passport. Do you live here, sir? Am I speaking English? We get all sorts speaking English these days. Well, I live here, okay? Is that all right by you? Is this your welcome home? You can go through now, sir. Thanks a lot, mate. As he glided his bags and thoughts through customs, he spoke out aloud to himself. I must tell that one to Mum. She'll love it. And that's when it finally hit him. But Mum is dead. Mum is dead. My God. And standing there in the middle of Heathrow Airport, he started to cry like a child. Paul Boache, 